Hey there, it's Fletcher, and as we all know at this point, if you hear me at the start of a track, it means something has gone horribly wrong. In this case, Matt turned in audio that was missing the first 30 minutes of our recording session. I've tried to recreate him using footage I had on hand, or just doing his voice at different points, but as a result, the opening chunk of this is going to sound weird. Again, this show is cursed. I do what I can. I am sorry I cannot conjure audio out of the void. Thank you for your patience, and please enjoy. Listening to Boku no Stop, the world's only anime rewatch podcast. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is Matt Marcus and Fletcher. Today we are discussing episodes three and four of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Last time we talked about episodes one and two, in which we were introduced to the main characters, Nerve, Ava, and Shinji fought the first angel. So, with that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, starting with episode 3, The Phone That Never Rings. It's a pretty standard opening. Shinji is in the cockpit, being grilled about pre... I guess... It's not pre-flight, pre-launch setting. It's like logistics shit, right? Yeah. It's like, know where the runway is. That's true, yeah. If, if we get into a fight, this is where your supplies are, where are they in the heat of the moment. This whole thing is a big training exercise. He's in a danger room-like little subroom of the nerve basement. And uh, one of the bridge crew... I need to look up the bridge crew's She has again. a name. I know. I, I She's like recognize the most important them by face. She's the most important NPC whose name isn't said a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's her and Phoenix Wright looking guy, and then guy with the awful haircut are the nerve employees who matter the most. Yeah, those three are the bridge. You know who nine. guy with the awful haircut is? He's Phoenix Wright's homie. So we're talking about the three guys who are usually sitting in the pit, right? They the ones who are just kind of faceless. I don't remember if they're named in the show, but they do all have names and are referred to as such. Yeah, and they and those three come up a lot. Yeah. Like, they're, they're actual characters with tiny arcs and things. So, anyhow, the whole thing is that Ritsuko is just going, yeah, he only does what he's told, and for a really disturbing punctuation on this, Shinji is just going, target in the center, pull the trigger. Target in the center, pull the trigger. 750 caliber full metal jacket. And they... And they keep increasing the volume of the trigger sound until they just cut out to the title card, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, they're they're basically training him into be a part for the robot, which is how they already think of him. But the important point that you left out is that uh Shinji is ca- that they they uh accuse Shinji of being a coward and being afraid to be hurt, and Misato hopes he'll get over it. So we cut to the school, and we have this fucking, just this helicopter model that I thought was very funny, where the dude's making a bunch of mouth sounds. 
Ida's uh, talking to class president. Uh, class president uh, is asking him if he brought all the papers, which he did not because they're all in his desk because Toji's been out for a while. We don't know who that is. Uh, they wonder if he was injured in the robot attack, and then he just fucking opens the door dramatic entrance style. I like his fucking track suit. Uh, it's yeah, a speed it's good. suit. Whatever. I don't. Spoilers, I don't know anything about sports or being outside. I don't know if track suits are for sports. Doji says that his sister was crushed under a pile of debris in the fight and that the pilot of Eva was awful, which, correct, and he's pissed. Uh, Ida tells him that Shinji might be the uh, pilot based on when he transferred in and when the event was. Uh, and then class is happening, and there's some stuff happening on a computer, but let's talk about what the teacher's actually saying first, because it's pretty good world building, right? Mm-hmm. So we get this lecture about uh, what happens to be, turns out to be second impact, where a large meteor hit the ice cap, instantly melting it and throwing the Earth off its rotational axis, and seven, several thousand species and half of the world's population were wiped out. It was, uh, to put it bluntly, catastrophic. Also, I'm just going to say it in advance, not entirely what happened. Nope. Though there's that really good documentary about it in the next episode. Yeah. I love that. That's very good. While this is happening, Shinji gets an aim message on, like, aim-style message on the computer where his screen looks like a Game Boy uh, from a girl in his class asking if he's the pilot. He confirms, and the whole class freaks out and gathers around his desk, and his teacher does not notice, which, very unrealistic, I guess. Um, the teachers are very clearly phoning it in because they are government employees in a city owned by Nerve. Also, not really a school. Yep. Yeah, they're they're pretty much Spoilers, just here. Matt, it's not a school. <laughs> they're just here so that the families who are stuck in this hellhole have some kind of comfort for their kids when everyone's sort of in a no future mood. Yeah, I also I also like that Ida is just listening as closely as possible, and every time Shinji provides any details, he's like fiercely typing it into his weird dark net message board or whatever. Class ends. And we cut outside to Toji just punching Shinji to the ground. And he says, I'm sorry, I've got to beat you up. Ida tells him, you know, hey, his sister was almost crushed to death because of you. Shinji says, I don't even want to be piloting it. And Toji gets mad about that and punches him again. And Shinji's just laying there looking up at the sky. Fletcher, this autocorrect is killing me. This I assume this is your spelling. I haven't, touched, I haven't touched anything with Shinki. I didn't write anything in this document. Okay. I assumed it was just a result of your F7, like your spell, your auto spell check. Oh, no, I, I definitely don't have an auto spell check on unless I am writing on my phone, and I sure as shit don't write notes on my phone. Here's the other thing. Do the casual public know yet that there's more than one robot or pilot? No, because Unit Zero hasn't been out in the field because they've been, Ray got injured in the activation test. So, yeah. So, while Shinji's laying there, looking up at the clouds, Ray shows up and says, there's been an emergency call, and runs off, and then the air raid sirens start. What I also want to point out is the fact that there's a very weird thing in most of the spinoff media, where Toji and Shinji have a real thorny relationship for obvious reasons in the main series. In a lot of spinoff stuff, he, Ida, and Shinji are going to be 
the best of friends because there aren't a lot of male characters for Shinji to pal around with. It's just a really weird bit of how the cast is reused and recycled and changed all around in those spinoff media. And in some of them, that's the intent. They're meant to be a goofy high school AU or the world that was a romantic comedy. But then there's times where it's like, hey, we're talking about a series that's just gleefully ripping off Persona. And it's like, these are the characters we came up with. So just a bit of transitional glue due to the edits. This would be when the 14th angel, Shamshal, arrived, described here in our notes as a red sky cockroach. And there is a fantastic shot Chris wanted to call out, which is us viewing him approaching from over the ocean, but it's seen through the building's windows from the inside looking out. It's very nice, and as a result, we'll get back into the episode now. So this is Shamshal. Uh-huh. Nope. Most of the names are not actually going to be in the episode. They all come up at the end in, like, a really quick cut of all their names. Yeah. But just... Uh, just in terms of the actual discussion of them, and if we go into any lore stuff, I figured I should have the list handy for these episodes, then. This is Shamshul the Fourth Angel. So, the last one, important point of reference for later, was the third, and they say so in the Nerve Command Center. Yeah. Uh, there is a good, uh, there's a really good shot where they're lowering the city, and you see it, uh, the building, like, descending from inside the building, which was really rad. There's this bit where the, everybody, uh, Shinji's classmates and a bunch of other people, like, you hear babies crying and shit, uh, are in a, uh, shelter in one of the uh, submerged buildings, and uh, he's complaining about government censorship. They just have, like, this fucking landscape shot with... Sorry for the interruption. So, yeah. Um, Ida is griping about the fact that they can't see anything. There's a communications blackout. And we watch this uh, sky roach creature start flying in over the ocean. There's this fucking sick Sam battery firing, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we also, in the, uh, there's this exchange between Misato and, uh, fucking, uh, Phoenix Wright, uh, that there was a 15-year gap between the first two angels, so second impact not that long ago, which means that, like, all of Nerve and this entirety of infrastructure is incredibly new. Yeah. Which is probably why a lot of things still work. They've only had to be used once or twice. Yeah. Uh, Butsky's complaining about how the, the uh, missiles that they're shooting are a uh, waste of taxpayer money. And Shinji is wonders why he's even bothering to pilot Ava when his father isn't there and he was beat up for it. So, like, just underlining right now, this is currently strictly a parental, like, the an approval of others thing. And it's his father's that he cares about the most. You want to know what the reason is? It's Gendo. Huh. Another bit of glue. Uh, Ida and Toji sneak out of the shelter at this point because Ida, as a military otaku, wants to see the Ava in action. And both boys decide for their own reasons that 
We may never be this close to one of these battles again, so why not take the chance to see it? We're at as much risk in the shelter as we are if we sneak out to watch it from a hillside. Don't, aren't you afraid you're gonna die? Heh, we could die anyway. Why not see it any? Why not see it first? Yeah, and Toji is amenable to this because he knows that his sister was already injured in this through no fault of her own. Why the hell not? Uh, important, important to like Toji's arc. Ida specifically guilts him, saying like he's out there fighting to protect us, even though you beat him up for it. So it's the least you could do is go watch and cheer him on. I think that dynamic, it's not specifically for the audience, but for Toji as a character, that it makes sense, right? Like, if you think about, like, the United States military, you think about it as a faceless amorphous blob, but Ida does not because he's, like, a huge military guy, right? Yeah, Ida sees this all as a big game, and Shinji has the best toys, but he, you'll see a lot, he loves anything down to the smallest rifle, or the tanks, or the batteries going off. Yeah, look at all the tech that they built into this whole city. And to him, it's not his best friend's sister's life was on the line, or they nearly die in five minutes. It's, holy crap, I just came, look at that battery. Ida, as written in the series, is the character you would have who was sort of like your tactical support or whatever in another series. No, you need to use this feature of the robot. No, you need to use this technique to get in close. But he's a kid, and no one is going to listen to him. So in this world, he's just, like, kind of creepy for it. If he yeah, were he's... part of the Nerve Bridge crew, he would be very valuable support, but he's he's 12. In this case, he's war as team sports guy, right? Yeah. There's a lot of difference you get with, you know, like I say, in any other show, these teen soldiers would be your front line of defense. But no, it's like, we have a pilot, and you're not it, and this is kind of unnerving, man. Here is a, yeah. uh, here is just a little detail, and it's a minor thing. I like the name Pallet Gun, by the way. It is a good one. There is a manga adaptation of this series that fleshes out a lot of things, and... Are you talking about the actual manga, or the actual like the, the show? The manga of the show. So... That's weird. That exists? That exists. It does exist, okay. and it, like I say, it does a lot to just fill in little things, and some of it's not canon to the show, but I'll cover those discussions later on when it starts doing weird character development. But one thing is that there's a lot more design to this angel, and none of that shows up outside of the manga. Like, this thing has a flight form and a combat mode. It switches between them. But all we see in this is the dust covers up what would be it, switching out of one into the other, and they actually make a show of that in the manga. I just figured I'd point that out. I'm really glad they don't get into that, and they just make them very weirdly alien in this one, like the giant fucking cube. <sighs> Do you want to continue, Matt? Alright, so where did we... Okay. So, Ida starts uh, recording the uh, conflict with his camera, and the the angel is like very kind of acts a little bit snake-like in it, but it has also these little, like, laser whips that are coming out of its side that it's using to to hit the Ava with. And I made a note here that 
you know, he seemed the controlling the piloting of the Ava seems very herky jerky or very like, you know, not very fluid until he starts running away. And when he starts running away, all of a sudden the movement feels a lot more fluid and natural. Yeah. And uh, then, there'll be uh, just a, a lot more like human movement out of it as it goes on, which I don't know if that's intentional on their part or not. I'm willing to believe it's not actually that it, he get becomes more fluid as time goes on. Um, it actually is intentional. It's synchronization of the pilot with the unit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'd assume that like also just the more he pilots it, the better he gets at it, the more comfortable he feels in it. Right. But the only time where he can really get it to work smoothly is the time when his you know he he's getting this you know the flight response and he just has to get away. And he, he gets caught up anyway, gets smashed up, thrown against stuff. Um, and the uh, the umbilical cord gets severed. Let's and the timer starts take to a quick down. second to describe Shamshal here. Because okay. what we haven't said is that from above, it has a very snake-like design, uh, sinuous thing when it's flying. It has two cobra-style fake eye spots on it. And then when it goes into battle form... It has these stubby limbs and laser whips on the end of them. And they're not right, just right. energy weapons. They are physical things covered in energy. Because he can stab with them. He can slice around. And mm -hmm. clearly he can manipulate an umbilical cord and wreck that shit to weaken the Ava because it knows the weakness. Well, it's like when he does, like the whip equivalent of a backhand and Shinji goes flying, it just gets clipped, right? Like Kind of like how he chopped off the barrel of the uh, gun when Shinji narrowly dodged the one hit. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, I'm trying to find the scene right now. I'm, like, poking around on the episode, but when it, um, when it, like, re rears up and, like, you see, like, this, like, fleshy little, like, heart-like section and then you have the little, like, you know, orb which is the spot you know is the weakness please Matt, like, it's it called the s2 core the s2 core excuse me uh i don't know it, it's got a bit of a vaginal thing going i don't know yeah it look it's there are it's fleshy and it's got a and it's got a you know point where you're supposed to focus on you know what i mean we're, we're three for three on vaginas to episodes I mean, this is a, this whole thing. Oh, yeah, here's the shot right now. Like, we, we should probably, like, use that as a cover art or something. It's it. It feels particularly. Yeah. Yannick. Oh, you just want all of our covers to be vet like vaginal imagery of the show. Perfect. Sure. Why not? Kind of vaginal. We, we need that. a brand, Chris. We need a brand. So it grabs Shinji by the ankle and just fucking like flings him. Oh, yeah. Right. And. uh. The, the unit lands on the hill where they're filming and they want uh, Toji and Ida wind up like in between like the uh, unit's fingers while it's laying on the ground. Yeah, they were very nearly just killed by stroke of luck. Didn't get. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this means that Shinji has to go on the defensive and this is where things really start to go to hell because the creature is whipping around and flailing and as a result, Misato authorizes Shinji to let them into the robot for defensive purposes. Yeah, mm -hmm. get in the robot, Toji. Oh, I was going to say, and of course it ruins the camera. 
uh, yeah, because it's yeah, lovely. being submerged in LCL does not help it. That yeah, I like that they specifically wrote around the idea that somebody could leak this to the public. Oh. Yeah. Or no, I think I don't know if was that intentional. I thought it was just like they need they will be safer in there. And of course, the kid who caused all this problems just to get this thing, he's not going to be rewarded for his transgressions. He's no, going to be punished for it. Which is I, I mean, I mean, like the show writers wrote around that potential problem where somebody has filmed evidence of what's going on. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's it's a funny turn of uh, you know. I don't know if you call it dramatic irony. It's just like, it, it feels like, oh yeah, of course that was what was going to happen to the camera. Um, so yeah, 100, they're... 100%. Anyway, Fletch, you were going to... Yeah, uh, I was going to say, at this point, the Ava starts desynchronizing because it's got three humans in the plug and it can't get a read on whose brain signal it should be working with. Uh, also, the Ava is getting real burned where it is touching the whips and grabbing them this thing has hands under the armor. Fingernailed like, hands. Yep. Which, your, your daily reminder, they called it the artificial human, not the mech, not the giant robot, the artificial human Evangelion. So with the timer running down on the battery in his Ava... Oh my god, how big does that battery have to be, dude? Uh, you know... Five minutes for a... Five minutes for a giant robot like that? Well, we already know it's semi-nuclear. Misato calls for retreat. Toji would also like to retreat very much right now, please, sir. And Shinji is having a complete flip out, going, I mustn't run away, I mustn't run away, I mustn't run away, and decides to pop a knife and shank it. Yep. Uh, also, the Avas have a knife in the armor on their thigh. It's on his shoulder. Is it on their thigh or is it over its back? I thought he reached was back. It, was yeah. it the shoulder? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different scene later. Yeah, different different models have different layouts. My bad. So he proceeds to bum rush the thing with a knife in his hand. There's a really good sliding down a hill scene that looks very good. Yeah, that is definitely where a lot of the animation for this episode went is the move down the hillside. And for what it's worth, I love that. Once again, there is a lot of cleanup to these fights. We see giant trenches dug into the side of this hill from where the robot was sliding down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But, uh, yeah, he takes two laser whips through the chest of the robot, and we also notice that the other boys are not feeling the feedback. They're just making Shinji's job harder. But he gets in, shanks this thing in the core, and both of them are struggling trying to kill the other with, you know, laser whips through or laser weapons through the other's chest. And both collapse at about the same time with the angel's core going dark as Shinji runs out of power. Not to undersell it, it is a very intense like twenty seconds of just Shinji screaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. I'm giving you the basics on this but the voice acting and everything that is happening stretch out what would normally be just a little bit of animation reuse into kind of a terrifying scene i wonder how unbearable yeah. should you screaming has to be on the dub uh it's actually pretty good and spike spencer has done a lot of work with this character over the years i think he's the only english shinji we've had i accidentally heard misato's english voice and i was like nope <laughs> mm. Can't do it. Yeah. 
But and then after, like, as soon as everything powers down, there's a really long beat of just, you know, everything goes dark blue and black. And all you hear is uh, Shinji's panting as like the other guys just look on in horror. And it's, again, another one of those quiet, effective moments. And he's just sobbing. in the spot. He it, mm. adrenaline has fallen out from under him. Yeah, they do a really good job with here's like 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there to let like really emotional character moments actually breathe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a, a silhouette of just both of them hanging there as the battle ends and we cut to we cut to the back to the, uh, the classroom, cut to it raining. Uh, Ray is in class. Uh, Toji and Ida are talking. It's been like three days and Shinji hasn't uh, shown up. Uh, Toji is very sad about this because he was an asshole. Uh, understandably, but still an asshole. Ida says he should have apologized and gives him his, Shinji's uh, number. Toji calls him. Shinji doesn't answer. And we cut to the credits. And on well, I don't to think episode she... four, Rain After Running Away. I, I thought it wasn't that Shoji doesn't answer. I thought he didn't finish dialing. I thought he just gave up and walked away. No. Because you, you, you hear the ringing, right? Yeah, there is. We see him standing oh, there I... for a while. Because that's part of the title of the episode, the phone that never rings. No one is ever calling for Shinji. But because of the hedgehog's dilemma, when someone tries, he does not let them get in. Uh, see, I thought what happened was that he you only hear him dial four digits, and then he pauses, and then it cuts to the outside shot where he just puts the phone down and walks away. Hmm. Like, it didn't... To me, that read as he couldn't do it. Yeah. It, rather than he tried and couldn't reach out. I will have to rewatch that later. I thought, Dial, this might well, also be a change in the dub. I, are you watching the dub, Matt? Uh, no, I'm watching the sub. Like, either yeah. way... That is equally resonant in the same way. Yeah, right? either oh. way it fits. It's just a same case thing. of... Yeah, yeah, sure. You could do either. Fully work. I just like it better that Toji still can't work up his nerve to really fess up. Like, that, that I think it makes his his arc stronger. Whereas Shinji, of course, wouldn't pick up the phone because it's Shinji. That's just like, who he is already, not who he will become, you know? So... We cut to the morning. Misato's alarm goes off. She turns it off with her foot, which is gross. Uh, that's where it is on my bed dude I make sure I can't uh, hit it without having to actually wake up mine makes me do like several math problems before it turns off really that's actually yeah. clever as hell it, it is required I like it uh, I used to have uh, alarms going off every 15 minutes for 2 hours and I would eventually get up somewhere in there Mm-hmm. but uh, the math problems works equally as well yeah, it's very good. inconvenient when it's division uh, so she's doing like toothbrushing. She's wondering if he's gonna skip school again. She knocks on the door, says it's five days. The unit's repaired. You need to be repaired now. Get your shit together and go to school, fucko. Uh, Shinji doesn't answer, and she opens the door and finds out it's because he's not there and all of his shit is gone. Either his shit is gone, or he didn't have any to begin with. He did not have but, uh, much. There is a letter note on his note and his ID on the desk. Uh, she's. And then Masato says, uh, Shinji has run away. I don't know why I'm surprised. Uh, 
interestingly enough, the first people to contact her after this are not her bosses yelling down her throat or anything. No, it's Ida and Toji. They've shown up because they're really worried about the dude, and they at least want to say thank you for saving their lives. But she just goes, no, he's he's been gone for days. Uh, but Training facility? Yeah. Don't worry about Her it. Her excuse is training facility. And then uh, it's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. And Tochi starts hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they made a point in the end of last episode, too, that uh, Toji had passed up the opportunity to thank Shinji after the battle, and he's, which is why he's been sort of stewing in it for now, what, it seems like five days? Five, yeah. It yeah. was three days at the end of last episode. But it's worth, but I yeah, also Masato's don't, starting to, yeah. I also don't generally thank the sobbing guy. Yeah, that's usually a bad time, but they said that they were also, like, they were chewed out at one point, and they were still together. Uh, uh, he been. got chewed out by his sister, is what he said because that he too. told his sister about that and she goes yo it's thanks to him that i'm even alive little even if i'm in the hospital you're an asshole mm-hmm. yeah so but misato at first like you know as soon as she closes the door uh to the boys she you know has an outburst calls shinji an idiot and kicks the door and this is the first part where before she was like, eh, I, I guess he would do that. And now she's pissed because I guess she's seeing that it's got cost to not just him, but also these other kids. Well, I think it's that. Like, uh, she like figured out that he had friends when he was worried about protecting like those two. Right. And maybe she thought she, he was with them. And now she just realizes he's gone. God knows where. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shinji is just riding the train around. He is riding the whole loop over and over until he's the only one, and it is 2 a.m., the line is being shut down for the night, and he decides he has to go back. But he's not going to go back to where he was. He instead goes back into the city and just starts walking around at 2 a.m. in the red light district, the only place that's open. He goes into a porno theater. Businessmen are being freaky, and there's a couple finger banging. He just yeah. watches. He just. I mean, watches. this is a. He's watching a movie. It seems like a. It's not a dramatized porno. movie. It's of uh, the Second Impact. Yeah, and then when you go outside, because our subs have uh, some uh, some signs in them, mm-hmm. uh, it specifically says like the Second Second Impact documentary. Yeah, there's and like again, a couple like a mockumentary. of hobos it's, sleeping in there. It's real interesting to think about what that would say versus what we're going to learn later on. I kind of would like to see what that in-universe story is in full. I do like the one guy going, what is even the point of science? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. So F- we cut to it being morning, and then we see the sign that says Second Impact Documentary. Cicadas are going off. Well, I guess they're I guess they are going off, huh? Yeah. Actually. Uh- <laughs> are they cicadas or are they crickets? I they're think cicadas. They're more... Okay. If it's Japan, I thought it's cicadas, cicadas were more buzzy. Yeah. There, there, there are multiple species of cicadas, and that's what Japanese cicadas sound like. Good to know. 
Ours are just, they don't do the uh, the waving. It's just this increasingly, like, nightmarish noise. In back when it was in Philly, it was the fucking worst. But, uh, all the sound, beca- the sound of the cicadas becomes overwhelming. Shinji has a breakdown and then just, like, pieces out again. And we get a lot of shots of him just roaming, j- like, roaming, uh, like, ro- the rural Japan area. And the colors here, the backgrounds are really really pretty like yeah. you know the the scene where he first freaks out it's like everything's magenta because it's uh i guess it's morning like everything early morning. in this episode most of the artwork is given to the backgrounds given that we're reusing a lot of areas and there's not a lot of action so that's right. where the art team had to focus this week and it shows gorgeous sunsets uh, skylines that you don't see from inside the city etc yeah, and they're they're all like you can tell they're still hand painting this stuff at this era. Oh yeah, this it's, would have been before digital the, really kicked off. Yeah, there's a one scene where there's a little like valley in a house, and you can tell it's very painterly. There's a scene where it's all uh, sunflowers, like an entire field of sunflowers, which is completely random. No, it's the evil really within. Pretty. It's the evil within too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Forgot I'm the only human who's played the evil within a lot. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a copy of the first one, but I'm waiting until I finish Until Dawn. It's really good. Until Dawn is also very good. I know, I'm enjoying it. Man, fuck Until Dawn. Everybody was alive until the last cutscene when I bumped my controller and everybody died. I have Rip. finally lost one about 75% of the way. Like, the perfect playthrough, and then right at the end, god damn, well, except for the part where the one dude got his hand cut off. See, I got a meat hook. Oh, yeah, that game's, that game's really good. It is. That's when my daughter became afraid of tunnels. Yeah, there's a lot of tunnels in that middle section. She wa- she wanted to watch. <laughs> she said she was very afraid of it. Now she's just afraid Shock- of tunnels. <laughs> Shocking to nobody. <laughs> what? It's fine. Don't worry about it. She'll be okay. He's the one paying the therapy bills, not me. Right. Oh. So... We cut back to Nerve. Ray's getting an MRI. Uh, naked for some reason. Well, uh, she's like in a bikini or something, or yeah, like you know, she's in she's in underwear or some some very little clothing. Not and, enough clothing for a child who is just getting an MRI. Uh, and yeah, first of all, like you don't need. I mean, usually, I've had a few MRIs. You they do put you in a gown though, like a complete full body gown, and then also like. If this is what Masato meant at the end of the last bumper that, hey, we'll get you some fan service, too, I am extra uncomfortable. Well, Matt, how am I supposed to beat off if this teenager isn't also naked? Gendo Akari, 2015. Uh, Jeez. Uh, telling Ritsuko that he's been gone and that she thinks it might be better for him if piloting Ava is only going to be painful. And we have a flashback. It is Shinji mm-hmm. being ripped into by Misato, actually, and he's just going, yeah, scene, okay. He's very hard to read in for me in this scene. It's very weird, yeah, because he, he's he got a smile on, he seems kind of cheery, like, and I don't know if that, you know, he, I mean, I guess he's feeling proud of himself that he, he won despite, you know, oh, the adults didn't tell him what to do, he, he ended up doing the right thing. So, like, at first, it comes off as, I'm trying to emotional pressure on you to feel a certain way about me 
but then also descends into like just blissful nihilism which is what makes it really hard to get a read on what what his motivations are here see i've and i wonder i took this scene as a break from reality because he's I mean, only it, it could he's be that only either... repeating yes at first and he's like yeah but we won that's good and it's just this brutal optimism that is detached from the fact that he just nearly killed two people and suicide charged something and all the destruction is like yeah it's good and she goes that kind of thinking will get you murdered yeah but then he I- says who cares Maybe that's better. Yep. And besides, I am the only one who can pilot it, so I'll do it. There's so that, like, he's got he's got some leverage. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I wonder how much of that attitude and that tone that he's putting on is what is like whether or not this flashback is Masato's view and therefore is kind of distorted somewhat into thinking he could have been more of his flat affect or whatever, you know, just following orders thing. And this is what she read out of it. I mean, I don't know if the, this uh, show will do that much where it's like flashbacks are colored by the person who's, who's telling it essentially. Yeah, It does that. That definitely plays in a lot. So that could be true. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I would be, feel more likely that that cheery tone and that sort of, he seems sort of smug and self-satisfied that that was her read on him, not really how he felt. Because otherwise, why would he run away? That doesn't make sense. You know, that, that could be... Because he didn't seem like he took that, that chewing out very personally. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make that does make it, like, that, do, that does make it make more sense for me. Um, yeah. Because when, you, when you, we come back to a similar scene in probably the same room... Uh, the tone is more what you would expect out of him. So, anyway. Mm. So, after that, we go, we see Ida, like, fucking playing, like, basically acting a war movie by himself in a field with a shotgun? Uh, dressed up in fatigues, <laughs> yeah. and then he just sees Shinji, like, wandering by down the street. Or through the field? It's through the field, It's yeah. the field. Yeah. And this scene is also super gorgeous. Like, because you have, like, the wheat is, like, really white against, like, an orange and, uh, like, I don't know what kind of blue you would call that. But, like, it's just, it's very, very painterly. It pops. Yeah, when, they spe- when they spend some of the money, the very little money that they have on the art, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ida invites him to... Uh, He's out camping. He, uh, Ida tells Shinji that Koji is sorry, uh, that it used to be, and that he says it used to be quieter. And Shinji says that Misato told him the environment is like returning to its normal state. Uh, Ida basically, this is where Ida says he envies Shinji, uh, for being a pilot and hanging out with Misato. Uh, and Shinji's like, well, you don't know what it's like, right? I have no family and no one in the world who doesn't care about me, and this thing is very traumatic. Uh, and then Ida's like, it, and isn't your, wouldn't your mother be worried if you were piloting anyway? And Ida says uh, he doesn't have a mother, saying he's the same as him. Uh, well, now that Matt's looking at this document, I guess we can talk about the spoiler. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, finish the, finish the paragraph. Shinji uh, asks Ida if he is out here doing training for, like, guerrilla warfare. And Ida says, not, basically, goes, nah, man, I'm just fucking off out here. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know if they actually clarify. I don't know if there's a big scene that really lays this out, but the school is full of possible pilot candidates because there's one big thing that we know you need to become a pilot of the Ava. Dead mom, teenage, and the mother died when you were young. Really? And there's that's, more to that, that's the but that's the only consistent thing that anyone knows, so that's why this school is just there to keep an eye on all these kids who might be able to do a robot in Japan. So, like, as we discussed previously, right, like, the Marduk Institute doesn't actually exist, and it's just basically nerve writing reports for itself about who in the school or wherever is showing promise as a pilot. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how, I, I guess I don't want to ask too many questions. Like, how do they figure that out? Because I'm sure either the show will explain or it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't think that comes up at all. No, it never does. Really? There's just like, a just, lot of implied world. Gotcha. I just, you know, the idea of that, like, there's this, this, these classrooms full of kids. One of them might be able to pilot a robot, but then how do they determine if they're just taking class? Well, it, you know, yeah, they're just going to school. Well, there's like a there's a, a ton of surveillance state, right? Like this is a company town, right. but where the company is also like your authoritarian government. Yeah. So I guess they could be taking like like uh, medical records and stuff and whatever, like when they go to the doctor or whatever. Yeah. Um. P.E. and the various lessons they're doing are also subtle testing to find out if they trip certain parameters. Hmm. Interesting. So that may come up later. All but a handful of children left behind. Yeah. The less popular sequel. <laughs> All right. A bunch of guys with guns surround Shinji and Ada's tent. They're here from Nerve, and they found their boy. Shinji is taken into custody, and Ada just stands there. Later on, he will get chewed out by Toji. Yeah. It like cuts to the classroom and Toji's like, did you do anything? Did you say anything? And he's like, what was I going to do? These are like serious agents. You know, I don't I don't want to fuck with them. And he's like, well, you have no balls. It's like it had nothing to do with balls. It's, you know, I wasn't going to win this fight. So why fight? It's smarter to do that. And that's and the, that's kind of Toji right there. Why would you not fight? Hmm. Yeah. And the funny thing is in the background you see girls gossiping and like calling him a pervert like they're kind of implying that oh they spent tonight to get you know, a night together in a tent so something must have happened which is weird the 90s were cool apparently um i think that one's intentional <laughs> that's all i'm going to say <laughs> uh, okay no i it was but i got you but still. So let's focus on what happens when you get dragged back to the authoritarian government. Shinji is in a cell that we're maybe going to reuse this uh, set a couple of times. And Masato opens the door and asks him how he's feeling. You, you've doing any better? Hell no. Are you going to pilot it? Well, are you going to yell at me? Well, no, we're not. We're not related what the hell I, do i care about what you say what are you gonna do if i don't pilot it i'm gonna make ray do it well that seems uh that seems a little vicious okay i'll do it and before he can go on and be all moralizing and high and mighty misato just goes eat shit 
fuck you, you're fired, turn in your badge, we have another pilot, and I'm not putting up with this anymore. Well, it's the part where he tries to weaponize everybody else there. Like, he just starts naming the names of everybody you know. Before he can get all high and mighty about, well, you know, this isn't pleasant for me, she just snaps and goes, no, I'm done with your attitude, you either want to do this or you don't, you don't, you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I, and none of the people you named specifically need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he immediately, I, I guess he resigns, they say he resigned. Uh, you see his they ID have the most, what looks like the most expensive machine, instead of just using like a hole punch. Or they could have just shredded it. <laughs> yeah, they don't even shred it. It's just this giant machine that comes out and drills a bunch of holes in it. That's an mm-hmm. actual thing done with certain IDs, depending on sector. Yeah, but like, I, I just like that it is it. Like, there's a lot of detail in this just hole punching machine. That's not just here's a one hand hole punch. We take a bunch to it a bunch of times. Look, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Nerve is super wasteful on like twenty levels. This should not surprise you. I know, I just think it's very good. Yeah. Gendo Akari is not going to settle for some plebeian office supplies shit. He's going to make sure his secretaries have a laser mug to fill his laser coffee with, and also put a visor on that bitch. She looks too normal for my job. <laughs> is laser roast coffee, like, is that a light roast or a dark roast? Laser coffee would 100% be subnuclear roasted. I would try. My, my wife almost involuntarily vomited after she tasted some of the coffee I made this morning. It's like, what if we got the super dark roast, put in four times as much grounds as I would need, and then also put it on like bold brew? It just here's this gross sludge. Like, how do you have a stomach lining, man? Hey, what's that? <laughs> you don't have ulcers all the time. Not yet. Whew, lucky. Hey, look. All I'm saying is it keeps you real regular, Matt. Yeah, so you spend... <laughs> so that's why you work from home all the time, is because you're just sitting on the toilet <laughs> on your laptop at work. That's why I have a collapsible desk on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a colostomy bag, sure. Like, I'm really lazy. I have thought about the stadium buddy more than once, not ironically. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Anyway. Oh, I do like... Yeah, he quits. Uh, We see Ritsuko and Gendo on one of the, like, flat escalator things. There's a word for that that's not just the escalator. What is that called? People mover. (sighs) Hate that. Walking sidewalk. Or moving sidewalk. Yeah. But uh, Gendo says the Marduk Institute hasn't found the fourth child yet. Uh, And when Shinji's getting his card punched, he asks about Miss Sato, and they just say, you don't work here anymore, we ain't telling you shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brutal. And uh, we cut to them pulling uh, Shinji in the government black car, pulling up to the uh, train station, and then his... He apparently forgot his bag, which flies in from off-screen, because Toji and Ida are there. Uh, Toji apologizes, asks him to punch him, uh, has to bully Shinji into it, and Shinji goes for it, and Toji goes, stop, do it like you fucking mean it. Mm-hmm. And 
and then he does, and I was like, oh, that, that would that would hurt. Uh, yeah. They they bond over getting punched in the face, uh, and tell him that he knew they would be there because a lot of their class has left. Uh, and now that he's leaving, they'll have to leave soon because there will be no one there to protect them anymore. But don't feel bad. We saw that you <laughs> suffered, and if anyone blames you, I'll headbutt him. Yeah, so this is uh, Toji coming around to yeah. not being a shithead. Which is a nice little like bookend to these two episodes. And then uh, as they're going up to the train station, Shinji pushes back and sort of says, no, I deserve, I deserve to be hit. I'm a coward. I suck. You, you know, yeah, the- you shouldn't be apologizing to me. The exact quote is, I'm a scoundrel and a coward, spineless and a weak. Yeah. And then the train comes, and as they're waiting for the train to leave, uh, you see... Well, there's, there's like... It's funny, the timing on this is a little weird, because you see the next scene is uh, Ritsuko and uh, Misato in front of uh, the Eva tank, they're talking about, oh, it's in the second stage of, you know, recalibrating for Ray. And she Masato says, oh, I understand what's going on with Shinji uh, because it's the hedgehog's dilemma. You know, he doesn't want people getting close to him because he doesn't want to be hurt and he thinks he's going to hurt people. And so she, you know, we yeah, see... she understands now that she was the person driving him away. Yeah. yeah, because she was hurt. I mean, that's part of it is that she recognizes that she was hurt by by him, by him becoming so close to her, so to speak. I know it's hard to say how close they are, really. But then they're probably you know, the closest two in the city. Yes, that's of, true. Of yeah. the but, people uh, he, that he, he's known. Yeah, yeah and like he they, like they live together. She had that sign that she put on his door that said little Shinji's room. Yeah, according to heart. our subtitles. Yeah, a little Shin's room is what might say. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, that's probably and... Shin-chan. Maybe. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. Just a weird thing that just occurred to me. Yeah, she she recognizes that she was hurt by him running away and, you know, disregarding her uh, her orders. You know, she expected more out of him. But she also realizes that she's basically just become his father with, but fuck you, you're not useful, get out. Mm-hmm. So we see uh, Shinji waiting for the train, the train comes, and after the train has showed up, uh, you see the, the, the two boys are still waiting for the train to leave, and uh, the oh, sorry, Masato's car sort of races in out of nowhere, and she realizes she's too late to stop him from whatever decision he was going to make. The two boys recognize her and say, oh, it's the babe from from his apartment the other day. And then we see once the train is left, there's a beat and they notice that Shinji is still here. He didn't he decided not to leave. And this scene holds forever. It I counted. It's 48 seconds 48 seconds of zero movement. <laughs> and all you hear uh-huh. is a little bit of music that sounds like from a car, the car radio. And there's an announcement from like the train saying, hey, the next train's coming in such and such time. But other than that, it's completely still. <laughs> uh, that is not, for the record, the longest still shot in this series. 
Nope. Really? Oh boy. Let me guess. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. The elevator scene? No. That's ah, coming later. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, I just I figured no, there's like, another that really long still shot where fucking Ray's reading talking to Stingy but has a book over her mouth. Yes. <clears throat> That's Is that the pretty... one? No, it's one that I'm not going to say for giant spoiler reasons. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, but that one's so good. Yeah. The music. Okay. Okay. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's the longest. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, after uh all that is done. Uh, Fucking get says, excited for home. twenty episodes from now. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to contain my excitement because it's going to be like ten months since we get there till we get there, <laughs> or something we'll longer last. than that. Hope, uh, yeah, hopefully not. Well, I, for the record, I expect to slow down starting on sixteen and do one per. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Because as much, as, just based on how long we, how quickly we move through action, but how long we spend on the character stuff, because that's the meat of the show. Yeah. Like sixteen is where that slows down. Uh, Fletcher, for point of reference, that's the uh, Sea of Dirac. Oh no, I know exactly which one that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I expect we'll probably slow down starting there. Yeah, I can see that. All right, all right, we'll figure it out. But uh. Anyway, at one point, once that long scene breaks, uh, Shinji says, I'm home. And the episode ends. And Masato says, welcome home. Mirroring oh, yeah, what happened when, uh, when they got to the apartment in the first episode. Yeah. So. What'd you think? Wrap it up. I really like these two uh, episodes, especially they, they you kind of have to see them together for it to make sense. But. You know, I think it's Toji's arc is very believable. I think he's, you know, he hasn't given too much to do. But I think that's the style they're going for is a lot of, you know, wordless, you know, character moments or like, you know, really quiet bits. And I think here it's extremely effective and the art's really good. I mean, the action in the in episode three is also really good. I just think this is, you know, this is definitely a huge step up for me to the first two episodes in terms of like, do I care about these characters? Do I care about this world? Yeah. Like, yeah, the first two episodes, they managed to lay a lot of world building very quickly and Mm -hmm. like kind of in a rushed way, but that gives them a bunch of space to breathe and do stuff with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still, there's a lot of characters that we don't know a lot about obviously gendo is gonna gendo mm-hmm. you have uh i still don't know where ritsuko fits into all this other than that she is a uh source of conflict for misato she's kind of misato's foil because you know during most of these scenes where misato's like i i don't know about if we're, we can do this to shinji ritsuko's like oh really <laughs> we can't you feel that way like there's a certain point or she's kind of representing the the institution of nerve pushing back on misato's you know actually having feelings about putting this kid in danger yeah they set up a good conflict where she's emotionally pulled in two directions right right and i mean that's also considered a sign of her immaturity because if you remember from the first couple episodes she's seen as immature because she's sloppy and all she does is drink beer she's basically living in a bachelor pad you know it's so far 
so far so good. And I'm glad they're they're starting to add in other characters around Shinji that are his age, that are Ray. Because next episode, I know we're going to get into Ray because that was in the bumper for the next episode. Yep. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, probably badly. I think you'll be interested. All right. It, do we get do we get new character in the next two episodes, or is that even later than I think it is? Later, I want to say that is like eight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be okay, episode well, four of our show. Okay, I'm pretty pretty into it. Excited to keep on watching. I mostly wanted to record today so I could justify watching two more episodes today. That's fair. Uh, Same. so we'll catch you again in. Well, Fletch, did you have wrap up thoughts before I end the show? I think I'm good on this one. You guys covered most of it. We are at the point where I'm thinking, I talked on the first one about, I'll go into the symbolism of the angels. Maybe we'll just save that for a little one-off later on, because I can't discuss some of it without getting further in and talking about how they relate to one another. And yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll do that if anyone really cares. But otherwise, it's, you know, it's pretty good. All right, well. We'll catch you in two weeks when we'll be discussing uh, episodes five and six of the show. Uh, See you next time, fuckers. Bye-bye. Ciao.